This is Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. Stress, everybody's got it. Everybody feels it. Big question is, what do you do with it? How do you get it handled so you can be your best, do your best, and most importantly, feel your best in all areas of your life? Well, that's what we're all about at Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. I'm your host, Bryn Griffiths, along with registered psychologist, Dr. Gans Ferentz. How you doing today? I am good, thank you, Bryn. Ooh, there's a so bit of a win- there's a bit of a winter feel in the air these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's getting. I've got my like cozy socks on and stuff, so I like keep my feet warm. So yeah, absolutely. Do you have to ask Doctor Gans the socks yet? So, is there anything? Uh, you know, that's I, I got to look into that. So <laughs> comfort socks is how I how I would tend to view it. Yeah. Well, let's try to cheer everybody up a little bit today, and uh, we've got to talk about something that I'm I'm talking to more of my friends, and it's coming up in conversation. I know with you, it's the exact same way. You've got to be hearing it and hearing it. Let's talk about COVID fatigue today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's interesting because I was, I was doing a little bit of research on this. And so, you know, COVID fatigue is actually like, you can actually think of it as one of the symptoms of like COVID as well. So it's like, it's, it's so what we're talking about is not necessarily you having COVID and being fatigued by the symptoms, but the, the whole pandemic and lockdown, or, you know, you might even call it COVID burnout, right? Um, just from all the things that we've had to go through, all the changes we have to make, we've had to make. And, and just the, you know, especially as we head into the colder months, the idea of being stuck in the house and not being able to, to get out for those of us, in, you know, who are experiencing winter. So, so this is, you know, it's an important thing because as we know, when we're dealing with any, public health crisis, but even personal health crisis, one of the biggest factors in our success is our behavior, our attitude and our behavior, right? There's lots of us who know like, you know, well, obesity is not good or smoking is not great or you got to watch your alcohol intake or got to exercise more. But then few of us actually do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes we do it or if we do it, a lot of times we wait until something bad happens. And then we actually start to change our behavior, right? And you know, one of the one of the issues we're having right now is that first in some places, the early interventions that uh, that were put into place have worked quite well, but um, people are tired of those interventions, and because the interventions have worked well, they're not personally impacted by what has happened. They they may not know somebody who's had COVID, or they may not have been touched by it or anything like that. And so it's very, very easy then to say, well, geez, is it worth it? Or just to have your behavior start to drift. And that could be really kind of dangerous for everybody. Let's break it down a little bit differently. And let's go by demographic. Is there a (laughs) huge difference, demographically speaking? And and, uh, and I'm going to put it this way. I'm happy to stay home. However, (laughs) the 25-year-old in the house He's, he's got to get out a little bit or he's going to go stir crazy. Are you noticing that difference? Well, yeah. It, so there's, there's, a, there's differences. I think one is, one is just personality type too, right? Because there's some of us that are just better at, you know, uh, we're, we're more comfortable with solitude and, you know, kind of staying in than other people are. I think, I think the people who are having the hardest time are the more of the extrovert types who need to connect and who need to get out and, and you know, 
um, see other people and move around and stuff like that. But I do think that the younger folks are really missing it more. Like us old guys, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> we've 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 kind of been out there. We've done our things. We're we're happy to have a quieter life and whatever. But the young folks, I really feel bad for because a lot of them, they they were looking forward to certain milestones. You know, like I, I know my uh, my son had a 16th birthday in lockdown, right? And I know people who've had graduations and and different things like that. And so it's been quite difficult for them because there's there's this buildup and then there's no actual like completion of of what it is you know so i do think it's harder on the younger folks than it is on the older folks generally and also seasonally you're right we're going into the winter months where i know i'm going to be inside anyway so, I, right. so i'm not as panicky about a shutdown or a lockdown as much in the winter but to think that i couldn't really go anywhere or do anything in the summer would affect me differently than somebody right. else right 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 well and, and you know the other thing on the winter like because you know, and I think that's a good way to look at it. I think if people looked at it as like, listen, I'm going to be inside anyway, so I might as well, <laughs> this is perfect time for us to stay inside. Um, but I know a lot of folks uh, I've, I've talked to have been expressing some concern because in the summer, they were able to, even if they weren't going out and seeing people, they were at least able to get out into the backyard. They're able to, you know, kind of do some things or have like social distance parties in their in their yard or meet people on their driveway or whatever. But um, come wintertime, that's going to be much more difficult. And they're also not likely to do the same sorts of activities they did in the summer. And we know that activities being outside and especially exercise, those are all really big um, factors in your stress reduction. We see more and more people lashing out at shopping centers, mm-hmm. maybe while they're, you know, at the hardware store or the grocery store, that kind of thing. And is that another classic example of somebody who's just fatigued of all this? Yeah, I, I think I, I would say so. And not only that, but I, I think just generally, um, even at the beginning of the lockdown and all the different measures that were put into place, you saw people just struggling. I, I know I struggled a little bit myself, and I know that my clients did, uh, with the rapid change that was happening. Right. So many different changes like daily and sometimes, you know, by the hour. Um, So that's one type of stress and and, and, um, difficulty that we can deal with. But then there's just the the protracted uh, experience of this. It's like, oh, man, when is it going to end? And I may have said mentioned this on a a previous podcast, but, you know, I was watching a um, it was a survival show. And the guy was saying, listen, if you're stuck out in, like, if your plane crashes or you're, something happens, what you need to do, the people who survive are the ones that sort of make themselves as comfortable as they can in their situation and not the ones who sort of like are waiting to be rescued or waiting for things to change. And I think that's a very reasonable approach to us right now. We don't know when this is going to end. We hope it'll end soon but we can't count on it ending soon. So the the best approach to dealing with like the physical safety of it, but also the emotional toll of the, all the lockdown and everything we're dealing with is to see how we can make this work for us. How can we adapt as quickly as possible? How can we make this work? Like, uh, you know, um, I was talking to a mom today and she was saying, yeah, my kids are just, yeah, it's, yeah, get get up, get their mask, go to school, do their thing. They just adapted. They just like, okay, this is what we do now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And 
And that, that mentality is one of the things that really does help people cope the best. I tend to be a little claustrophobic and have been for a long time. Yet for some reason, this isn't affecting me. And I can't quite get my head wrapped around that. <laughs> Any idea on why that would be the case? When I watch other people who aren't claustrophobic, really getting kind of panicky thinking about the winter ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think everybody is different. And um, claustrophobia, you know, particularly depending on how, how it manifests for you, you know, you might actually have like more space in your house and you're surrounded by people you actually want to be around and, and stuff like that. I think the, the situation might be very different if you're stuck in an apartment with three roommates you didn't like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and a dog, right? Um, so, you know, all of us have different situations and we all have, um, you know, kind of different, uh, I guess, capacity to deal with some of this stuff. So, you know, the, the message I would say to everybody is understand that it's okay for you to be your own person and have your own response to this. But, you know, don't, don't, wait until you're like, okay, I can't take it anymore. I'm running outside naked in the streets, right? I mean, you you don't want to wait for that. What you want to do is you want to build in some things that are going to help you manage it. If you have roommates or other people you're living with, you definitely want to negotiate some stuff with them so that they understand, okay, well, this is how much space I need or this is how much togetherness I need. And what do you need, right? So you just kind of make uh, agreements as opposed to make assumptions. Same thing with like getting out. So even if you're in the winter, depending on how cold it is, dress warmly, you know, and get outside if you can, like just get some fresh air, some sunshine. And, you know, it might be hard to get together with people, but, you know, see, meet somebody for coffee outside the coffee shop or, or whatever. So you can connect that way because we, the big thing is we got to get through it. And so we got to make it work for us the best we can. So naked running is out. Is what you're <laughs> well, saying. No, okay. So, Hey, listen, there's a polar bear club. Okay. Yes. So these guys that go jump in the lake in the, in the middle of the winter and stuff like that. So, Hey, I don't know. If that's your thing, you know, if you're faster than the cops, they're going to arrest you for like a decent exposure. That's cool. So I, I got to bring this up because I've really noticed it of late. We uh, are obviously taping in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. There's been a rash. Maybe rash is not a good word to use here. There's been a ton of police reports about people suddenly just running around in an area of the city naked. Are these people, have you seen these stories? I have not seen these stories. It's like, it's up to about 40. There's been 40 police reports this year of people just, Interesting. Uh, just basically stripping down and going out and running or waving at people on street corners. And nobody can seem to get a handle on what's going on. And I'm wondering if some of this is that people are just, you know, it's, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why there's an increase in our area with that, but. Take a look at that for a future podcast. Absolutely. Well, you know, both of us are old enough to remember, like when streaking was oh, a thing, yeah. right? Streaking at the at the the whatever the game or whatever, right? So, uh, I, I guess this is what it is. But you know, listen, uh, you know, as long as like you're not getting arrested or like insulting anybody or whatever, whatever you got to do to make yourself feel happy and you know, to I mean, make life a little more interesting, I suppose that's one of the ways, I guess. <laughs> Going for long walks, too, we, we tend to be in a city that's got a great river valley. Yeah. And people like to get out a little bit and walk through those river valleys. I, I really like to stri to strive and find something to do to take my mind off of where we're at these days. 
So how do how do people go about and do that? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I like again, if the weather's decent, you dress properly, get outside if you can, right? Um, one of the big things that helps us deal with any of these sort of long protracted types of situations, always, you know, if you look at any of the big things we've gone through with in humanity, one of the big things that really does help is to help others. So look for a way where you can contribute in some way. Because one of the things that's been taken from us in this particular situation is that sense of control, that sense that we get some control over our lives. And and this is a great way to get some of, some of that back. i got a friend who's actually calling. He volunteers to call older people um, and, and just kind of have a conversation with them, check in with them, talk to them once a week or once every couple of weeks or whatever. That's a great way to feel like you're contributing, but also get your mind off of your own situation. If you can go and deliver stuff or whatever, whatever you can do to help other people. I have another person that I know that um, she she has committed. She makes these uh, um, handmade cards, really, really nice, intricate cards. Right. And she said, you know what? I'm making three of these a week and I'm mailing them old, old fashioned snail mail because she knows that when people get something in the mail and especially a nice card that says something nice, it's like it just warms their spirit. Right. So that's something she's doing on her own. But anything that you can do that's like that is going to really help you get through this tough time that uh, we're heading into right now. I've been going through a tough time this year with cancer. So what I've I've been doing, and I think it may apply here. You tell me if I'm wrong. Of course, we now have FaceTime. We've got Zoom. Mm -hmm. There's also WhatsApp is another Mm -hmm. one. So my goal this, uh, this past seven to eight months is to track down my relatives or my contacts, Mm. my friends, and have a real quick five-minute conversation with people. I've got two cousins, one in Wales in the UK and another one in Kelowna, and I try to reach out to them maybe once every couple of weeks just to have a 15- or a 20-minute conversation with them. just makes me feel so much better. Absolutely. And, you know, there's something, there's something also about connecting with people in different parts of the world because they have a different experience. They're going through something different. They're environment's different everything is different and and that's one of the greatest ways to be able to stimulate our brains a little bit is to is to sort of like uh i guess tap into somebody else's experiences so we're not just stuck with our own especially as we're stuck more inside and you know our our sense of travel and a sense of adventure is not as big as it was before before the lockdown biggest one for me is forest fire smoke Mm -hmm. where we're located this year we had virtually none Mm-hmm. In the Calgary area, south of us, they they went about a week or so and had bad smoke. My relatives in the Okanagan and the interior of British Columbia have to deal with smoke all the time. But for some reason, for a guy who's claustrophobic, I don't know why I was able to kind of get away with it this year. But I think that maybe I'd been toughened up already by COVID to the point where I didn't notice it as much this year. I, I don't know. It's really hard. It's hard to figure out why your brain goes to a certain place. <laughs> it's true it's true well and and you know like i would say this if we're handling things well we want to just like be thankful for the mercy of that and if we're not be understanding with ourselves be gentle with ourselves so we understand that you know what this is a this is an extraordinary situation so it's okay for us to have some difficulties but reach out and get some help like don't don't think you got to be the cowboy and do it all by yourself Talk to your friends, talk to your neighbors, get connected with some 
um, professional help if you need it. But you know, one of the one of the one of the big things that can really help us deal with some of the fatigue as well is is to um, if we have kids or if we have people around us, just enlist their help, right? Enlist their help to um, help us stay focused on what we need to do to stay safe, but also to um, stay sort of emotionally safe as well, right? Hey, if you see me isolating give me a call. If you see that my mood is down, can you call me on it? Or if I'm too uh, irritable, just let me know, right? I mean, gently, right? Otherwise, I'll be more irritable. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? And we can, we, it's kind of like when we go swimming and you use the buddy system, right? Well, if you, your buddy will notice when you're going, you know, when you're having trouble fast, you'll notice. And so if we do this for each other, if we just kind of check in with people every now and then, see how they're doing, but also make that little pact with each other to say, hey, if I see you kind of sliding a little bit, whether it's in your safety protocols or just emotionally or whatever, I'm going to, do I have your permission to call you on it? Yeah. Okay. And you can do the same for me. And then now we don't feel like we're quite as isolated. We don't feel quite as alone. There's a sampling of COVID fatigue. Maybe what you can do to try to get over it a little bit and not stress out as much this coming winter. It's uh, it's going to be a challenge, but I'm sure we'll all get through it. I know we will. Let's talk mm-hmm. about one other thing that's coming up. We're getting toward the end of October, and you are working on a project right now that's mm-hmm. coming along nicely. Can you tell everybody a little bit about it? Absolutely. So, yeah, it's called LEAP, and what we're doing is we, we've, we're we putting together this program where we can help people proactively get techniques, strategies. We really want you to build a habit of good psychological and emotional and physical health and so there's a program we're putting together so that people can get uh, a little dose little little micro doses of uh, not not marijuana micro doses of of good psychological information on a daily basis so that you can build that into a habit to help people's lives improve and help inoculate them from stress some of the things we talk about uh, every week on the show how did you get down the marijuana road on that? Was it just you were talking <laughs> well, about? It was the micro dosing. I, I think was, it was just going like, to say yeah. that. One of the things that we've been talking about uh, continuously on our podcast, Ask Doctor Gans, the podcast is about stress, and one of the things that we really like is feedback from everybody. I know you love it. I do love to know what's going on, what's happening, what you like, what you don't like, but also topics you want to hear covered, right? Because we the, the whole point of this endeavor is to be of service we want to make sure people do have the information they need practical down-to-earth advice so you could do better that's that's my motto so i really want to know what you need so that uh, we can provide it for you okay i know we've got another great topic coming up next week so uh so bear with us thanks for your time today and hey. once again let's uh, touch on the website which is askdrgans.com doctors dr and that's ask dr gans Dot com and of course we're on twitter and uh and lots of great stuff coming up thanks for your time today and we'll talk again soon talk soon guys one two three listen